You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. My name is Pastor Michael E. Tong, and I serve as the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And I'm also a co-founder of a word from the Lord, Inc. And when you get an opportunity, I would love for you to visit our website at awftl with Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. AWF is uh, the initials for Word from the Lord, with spelled out, Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. And you can get to know our ministry and our vision. And in short, our vision is to share the Word of God with as many people as we can, and in many ways as we can, in Jesus' name. So if you'd like to support our ministry, after you listen to the message, God use uh, this message to touch and reach you in such a way that you would like to give. Uh, visit that website, AWFTL, with Dr. Michael McKimbleEton.org or call 1-855-510-1397. To announce that we will begin broadcasting on the first Sunday in June of 2023 on the Now Television Network. It's the second largest African-American television network. And it also is a satellite uh, also. And we're going to be broadcasting uh, throughout Europe. Uh, we heard in London, Paris, throughout that corridor, as well as all over Africa. So we are excited about joining the team at the Now Television Network. We're calling all of our prayer warriors to begin to intercede on behalf of the television program that God would use it in mighty and awesome ways to impact the body of Christ not only in America we'll be heard in America but all around the world so we want to thank you in advance for praying and now we're going to take you to the Bethlehem Baptist Church where I serve as the senior pastor here in the heart of Paul's Valley Oklahoma today is Sunday January the 21st, and today's message is entitled, Yes, Lord, I Will Lead. Yes, Lord, I Will Lead. We're going to be looking at Judges chapter 6, verses 12 and 23 is the context. And now, without any further ado, let's get into the Word. In Harris installation yesterday, your service and presence was uh, definitely appreciated. Uh, one district announcement uh, this evening at 3 p.m. Uh, the young adults will be doing a musical. And if God so leads you, uh, we'd love to see you there in Ardmore at 3 p.m. at the Mount Zion Baptist Church. Amen? Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. We're going to continue prayer because Jesus says my house shall be called a house of prayer mm -hmm. and uh, we do believe in the power of prayer yes, Lord. and when I send out the pastor's text I want you to intercede uh, intercede a special prayer for Reverend Gray who's preparing to have dialysis just continue to pray and lift him up. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. Also, I 
I want to thank those who prayed uh, for the First Ladies, Ministers, Wives, and Widows uh, Conference last week. Uh, I heard that they had an excellent time in the Lord. Amen. And we want to thank uh, Sister Etan, who's uh, the founder of this conference and instructed, and Sister Jocelyn Russian, who taught there as well. Amen. Uh, God used them in a mighty way. Um, and I, I can't even describe it. I only got to see a little bit of it. <laughs> it was wonderful. God inspired. God inspired. And it was born straight out of the Bethlehem Baptist Church. Had a widow from California that came. I think she came and she did an excellent job. She was uh, worked with Sister Lois Evans in her conference there. And, uh, and she wanted to pass the baton on of the vision that Sister Lois had. Uh, her vision was that people would not only participate in her conf conference, but to go home and start their own. So we are continuing that great legacy of Sister or Dr. Lewis Evans, and uh, and I need you to continue to pray for that in Jesus' name. I want you to pray for myself as I'll be traveling, uh, coming soon for the Preacher's Conference in Sacramento, California. I want you to lift the conference up as well as to lift myself up. Pray that God will move in a mighty way because uh, I continue to believe that it happens after prayer. Amen. 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 Amen and praise the Lord. We're continuing in the series that I've entitled the Yes Series. Yeah. The Yes Series. And I'm challenging the people of God to simply say yes to God in their lives challenging the people of God to perpetually say yes in their lives. Mm -hmm. Because God, as we learned on New Year's Day and New Year's Eve, God has plans for our lives. Amen. He has purpose for your life. He, he has service for your life. But in order for you to feel, fulfill God's plan, you have to say perpetually yes to the Lord. Personal testimony, I said yes to the Lord to leave Dallas, Texas to go to Abilene. If I was not a perpetually yes sir, I would still be in Abilene today. But God had another assignment. Another assignment that is exceedingly abundantly above anything I could have thought or imagined uh, that I could do here. And uh, I had to say yes again. Literally, uh, that song came on the radio almost every day because I was in a pretty comfortable place there then. And God challenged me to say yes. And God is challenging you to say yes perpetually. Yes, yesterday ain't going to help you today. Hello, somebody. Right. Um, because when you say no to God, you enter into that realm of rebellion. Right. Let me say that again. 
And you say, well, that's, that's pretty harsh, preacher. Why, why is that? Well, well, what about your kids? You had a kid that was a faithful kid uh, until they was five years old, and, and you told them, take out the trash at six, and they said no. Hello, somebody. Now they could get away with it, but you knew, you knew parents. <laughs> when I grew up, hello, somebody, uh, you would dare not say no to your mama. Hello, somebody. Uh, or you, you, you would uh, have to act like you said yes anyway. Hello, somebody. But God, and, and I really want us to get this as a church. Because there's so much that God wants to do here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church that impacts the world from right here. That impacts the world. But we have to perpetually say yes to God. Yes mm -hmm. to God. And uh, we're going to share a message today entitled, Yes, Lord, I Will Lead. Yes, Lord, I Will Lead. It's Judges chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 12 through 16. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God? Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. When the angel of the Lord appeared in Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all these wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of the The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hands. I am not sending you. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord again. This morning, we're sharing a message entitled, Yes, Lord, I will lead. Yes, Lord, I will lead. We're going to speak on around three points. As the Holy Spirit gives utterance. We're going to talk about a question about God's presence, a question about God's power, and a question about God's pick. Mm -hmm. A question about God's presence, a question about God's power, and a question about God's pick. We want Christians to know today that Christians should not question God's choice of you to lead. Let me say that again. Christians should not question God's choice of you to lead. We're going to look at this brief video and then we'll get to the word. The Army of Gideon 
trusting the Lord in battle. The people of Israel were blessed for many years, but then they chose to disobey the Lord. To help them remember Him, the Lord let their enemies, the Midianites, take their food and animals. The Israelites were starving, so they remembered the Lord and prayed to Him for help. Gideon was a man from a poor family. The Lord sent an angel to call him to free Israel. Gideon wondered why the Lord chose him. The Lord told Gideon to destroy places where the Israelites worshipped false gods. When Gideon obeyed, the people were mad. The Israelites wanted to kill Gideon, but Gideon's father convinced them not to hurt him. Gideon was kept safe. Gideon did not think he could free Israel. There were more than 135,000 soldiers in the Midianite army. But the Lord gave Gideon wisdom and strength. The Lord wanted the Israelites to know that they could win with His strength, not their own. Even though Israel had only 32,000 soldiers, the Lord asked Gideon to send home any soldiers who were scared. After 22,000 went home, the Israelites were left with 10,000 soldiers. The Lord said 10,000 was still too many soldiers. He told Gideon to take the army down to the water. Those who drank straight from the water with their mouths would be sent home. Those who used their hands to drink the water could stay. Now only 300 men were left. At last, the Israelites were ready to fight. The Lord showed Gideon how to defeat the Midianites. Gideon told his army to use trumpets and lamps to scare them. The noise and the lights confused the Midianites so much that they started to fight each other. Then they cried out and ran away. Because Gideon trusted the Lord, the Israelites beat the large Midianite army with only 300 soldiers. The Lord freed the people of Israel. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, Lord, I will lead. Yes, Lord, I will lead. This is the picture. I don't have my pointer with me, so I'm not going to spend much time on this. But in the middle of that map is Manassas, where Gideon, that yellow part in the middle there, mm -hmm. is where Gideon... Uh, was from. It's where Gideon was from. Um, point number one. Question about God's presence. He was identified as a mighty warrior. And God came to him to profess the life that he should be living up to. In other words, God had plans for Gideon. And I've been harping on this all month long and coming into the new year, telling you, Bethlehem, that you are a mighty warrior. You are a mighty warrior, and some of you would uh, think of us 
just like Gideon, and think we can't have an impact for the kingdom of God. Uh, we think that we don't have enough people. We think we don't have enough money. Um, but I try to challenge you, it's not about the people, it's about a, how much God you believe. Because if you want to do the numbers in this text, how many people are, are we talking about right now in the text? Three no, hundred. No, 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 right now in the text. Thirty-two thousand. No, 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 right now in the text. One, thank you. There's <laughs> one person right now. One person. Gideon. One person that God would choose to come against. A hundred and thirty thousand or more Midianite soldiers. Oh, Christians don't know God uh, because they don't know how to do God kind of math. Um, and we've been conditioned to believe that we must have the numbers to win. We must have the numbers. We must have the people. And I've been sent to this generation to let you know you really don't need a lot of people. One person can change the world who believe in God. One. Oh, that church ain't got nothing but five members, I used to hear people say. And I used to think, well, the Bible says that wherever there are two or three, hello, somebody, gathered right. in his name that he's in the midst, then they're at a mega church yeah. if they serve a mega God. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you, oh, Bethlehem, you're a mega church. Oh, your mega church, not because of who shows up here on a weekly basis, your mega church, because you believe in a mega God, one person. Hello, somebody. It started with one person, not only that, it started with one person with a bad attitude. <laughs> we like to think in order to be used of God, we got to have it all together. Hello, somebody. Ah, we, we, we think that in order to be used of God, he called him a mighty warrior. Why would he call him that when they didn't even have an army? Right. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Oh, God is calling you, Bethlehem, and you individually to let you know that you are a mighty warrior. But this person had a bad attitude because he began to ask questions. Hello, somebody. And the first question that he had to ask was a question about God's presence. He said, oh, after God mighty water, wait a minute, pardon me, my Lord. Gideon require, uh, uh, re replied, but if the Lord is with us, then why has all this happened to us? Right, right. 
Tell us somebody. Questioning God, they remind you of something? Yes, sir. What did it remind you of? Sunday school. Hello, Sunday school. And oh, Brother David in the text asking God, why are you, why are you standing off a far distance? Why you ain't helping me or us in a time of trouble, Lord? You are at a, a faraway distance. Right. Somebody's listening right here at the sound of my voice because of the trials, because of the tribulation, because of the sin in your life. You're wondering why God has forgotten you, why God has forsaken you, why God has, oh, why God seems to be far off from you. Yes, Lord. Gideon had the audacity to ask this question. Yeah. When the people of God in the nation had run out to other gods. Hello, mm -hmm. somebody. Yeah. 83% mm -hmm. of Americans mm, right. claim to be what? Christian. Christian! We learned that in Sunday school. Mm -hmm. Christians. But you know what? How, how impressed God is with claims. Right. Hello, somebody. Do, do you know how impressed God is with claims? These people claim to be the people of God. But they were living unholy, ungodly. They were worshiping on the mountaintop of the gods. That's right. And, and as I always say, my God has a real healthy self-esteem. Hello, somebody. Because you either worship him and him alone or... Nothing. Right. Some women in marriages say, well, well, he can he can cheat on the side as long as he don't bring anything home. As long as he don't embarrass me. Hello, somebody. That's 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 not a healthy self-esteem. Hello, somebody. God don't allow his people to creep. Somebody get that on the way home. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Mm. And, 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 and Gideon had the audacity to ask God about his presence mm. when God should have been asking him about their presence. They thought that God had forsaken them, but they had forsaken God. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Mm. And if you're here today and then you're in a time of trouble and, and, and you think that God is far off from you, you may need to check your life. Amen. You may need to check your life. I, I, I shared on the, a word from the Lord television program this weekend about there was a time in my life that I call Garland. And this was the worst time of my life. The worst time of my life. Now, I was living for God, oh, ever since the age of 19, uh, but around the age of 21, 22, I made a choice that was against God's will. Hitting your boy was God's favorite. That's the way I felt before that time. I was God's favorite. God favors me. Yeah. <laughs> When I made that choice, guess what? Mm. I lost God's faith. Mm. And it felt like 
like God was standing far off from me. Hello, David. It felt like, oh, that the Lord wasn't with me. It felt like that, that when the sun raised, it wasn't rising to give me the sunshine. It was burning on my head because I made a decision that was outside of the will of God and I suffered the consequences about 10 years of my life. God is not a respecter of person. You can make the right choice yesterday and choose to do wrong today and see what happens. God has a healthy self-esteem. Gideon had the audacity, but but, but, but Lord, but if the Lord is with us, Why has all of this happened? It happened because you sinned against God. It happened because you were a rebellious people against God. People have a little short memory. Hello, somebody. We think it's God when it's really our own character and behavior. That's the problem. Deuteronomy 31 and and, and 17 says, On the day my anger was born, uh, burn against them. What did he say? And I will abandon them and hide my face from them. Oh, so that they will what? Be consumed and what? Many troubles and what? Afflictions will fall upon them. On that day they will say, Leave God out and see what happens. He has a healthy self-esteem and some of you are struggling with what's going on in your life and why you're having to deal with what you're dealing with right now. God says uh, things can change for you, but you've got to repent. All right. And there's some stuff, even when you repent, you still have to suffer the consequences of. That's right. Hello, somebody. That's why we say, oh, those who are in prison and then may be on death row for killing somebody who actually killed somebody and give their life to Jesus Christ. Oh, their soul can be saved. But it doesn't mean that their body will. Amen. Because of the consequences. Our God don't play. He is a consuming fire. And we live in a nation that's playing with God. 83% believe. If they are Christians with the lifestyle that they are living. All right, all right, amen. As I said before, God ain't impressed with a church full of folk that leave him out. Amen. That's living unholy, that's living ungodly. Right, right. Hello, somebody. Amen. Hello, somebody. It has the kind of testimony that people don't want to be a part of the church because the folk in the church ain't even living right. Your business all out on the street. Hello, somebody. And boy, if I began to name names. Hello, somebody. Because they always seem to get back to me. Hello, somebody. One time, I got an ominous phone call. Like somebody was, was uh, about to try to 
what's it called, extort money because they had dirt on one of our members. Hello, somebody. That member, they saw his car at a place at night. He thought he was creeping. Hello, somebody. Guess what? You can't creep on God. Because what you do in the dark, it's going to come to the light. And there were consequences that that person paid. It's a question. Question. He had the audacity to question God. I always say, be careful. You can, you can question God, but you better be ready for the answers. <laughs> Ask old brother Job. Point number two: a question about God's power. Okay, where are all your wonders that that our ancestors told us about? Where, where are your wonders, God? Many times, many churches don't have wonders. The greatest wonder a church can have is folk getting saved. Amen. That's the greatest miracle. Amen. Hell, somebody. The greatest miracle. As I said, it on, I said on Wednesday night, it was the same situation with Samuel. And again, you do that Christian godly math. In that text, God chose one person, Samuel. Samuel was in the midst of a church, and I put it in New Testament terms, where the preacher's sons was running through the church. And the preacher wouldn't do anything about it. It was utter, utter chaos. And God had a little boy put in the midst of all of that chaos. Right. You thought, Lord, I don't want my boy to be in a church like that. Bedside Baptist, I don't want my church, my boy, to be there. And, and with the den of thieves. To one boy. One, one boy who, raised, who got raised up in the church, who didn't recognize God's voice at first, but once he recognized God's voice, and the message was, yes, God, I will listen, ah, that one boy would trans or metamorphosize the temple, and God told him, I got a message for that preacher. Well, a lot of sons around, oh, in the, uh, uh, in the church and act like the church was a club or a brothel. Hello, somebody. Right. I'm about to clean you out. And I'm going to use this one boy that most folk wouldn't want to be a part of the church. Hello, somebody. All God needs is one person. Who? All right. You use that one person to metamorphosize the temple and metamorphosize all the whole people of God as they turn their heart back towards God. And, and, and the unique thing about that text is that at that time there were not many visions. Mm. All right. This text, not many wonders. Mm -hmm. Because God will not 
be unsanctified. In other words, God won't use an unholy vessel. Great illustration of that was that of the high priest. And why they had to tie a rope around him when he went into the holiest of holies. Because if he wasn't living holy or righteous, he would what? He would die. And they had to drag him out. How God has a healthy self-esteem. You may be wondering, where, Lord, uh, uh, why, are you, why are you standing at a distance from me? Why are you not with me in a time of trouble? God says, because you have abandoned me. You're wondering and wanting me to work in awesome and powerful and mighty ways in your life. Oh, you want to see the wonders. Which for Jesus, many times, that was a... Hey, them people want to see signs and wonders. You don't even know God. How do you expect to see signs and well, wonders? All right. You don't even know him. You're part of religion. Just like Samuel didn't know the voice of God. Hello, somebody. God still has wonders and power, Bethlehem, but we've got to anoint it upon ourselves and live holy and live righteously. Oh, so that the signs and wonders, not that we worship him for that, but oh, we want you, Bethlehem. Boy, the only way that's going to happen is we're going to have to be holy in 2024. Mm, we want the signs and wonders. I mean, we're going for the gusto there. Oh, that's the greatest miracle that can happen. Oh, the Sunday school teacher said that his uh, preacher uh, once said that, there is, that God can change things through prayer, but he can also what? Change people. Amen. Ooh. Yeah. That's soul salvation. The only way a person can really change is soul salvation. Right. right. Yes. Amen. Let me say that. The only way a person can change is soul salvation. And, and you began a transformation process, a metamorphosis will begin to happen in you. And God will change your character into Christ's character to the point that people won't be able to recognize who you Friends won't be able to recognize who you are. They come up to you cussing and cursing, and you and, and, and you're not cussing and cursing no more. Mm, all right, hello somebody. Yeah. Friends, uh, I call you up and say, "Come on, I, I got a brew for you. Let's get full." <laughs> yeah. And you say, "Oh no, thank you." All right. All right. <laughs> Your friends, I call you. Oh, let's go out and hit the club. Hello, somebody. It's Friday night, and I just got. Pain. Let's go up to Oklahoma City and run them streets. Hello, sir. He's out now. No, I, 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 I don't do that no more. You would have changed. That's the power of God. And we're asking God to do in 2024 the most powerful thing that he can do is change people. And if we're going to reach more in 2024, we've got to be holy so that his presence can settle in this place. So his power can settle upon your life and you become a witness. People always 
when you talk about witnessing, you always want to be Billy Graham, the witness. You ain't got to be Billy Graham, the witness. You witness every day. That's right. You said, preacher, hi, what do you mean I witness every day? You witness about the food that you eat? Yeah. You know, young people today, they take a picture of the food and put it out there on Facebook and Instagram. They witness it! Hello, somebody! Yeah. They, they, they witness about the vacation they have, the cars that they have. They're pitching it and posting it and tweeting it or exiting now. Hello, somebody. They're witnessing. Oh, when you come into a true relationship with God, you won't be able but to help to witness. Right, right. Hello, somebody. As people see the picture of your life and how it has changed. Question God's power. You question God's power. Something always just hit me, and I remember I, I, a lot. I forgot who the original quote was from, but Sunday school, I heard it from him. He said, God doesn't have favorites. Mm -hmm. He just have what? Intimates. Hello, somebody. Right. Right. Hello, somebody. You know that, who those intimates are? Mm -hmm. People who live holy. Now, they ain't perfect. You see in this text, Gideon wasn't perfect. He had questions. Right. Hello, somebody, but God used him. David wasn't perfect. He was asking questions, but guess yeah. what? God used him. Yeah, he did. We learned all, oh, December, that God uses unlikely people. Why you think you got to be Pastor E. Time to do something for the Lord? And Pastor E. Time, forgive my French, ain't nobody. <laughs> He's just a nobody trying to tell All right. everybody what? About somebody, About somebody who, who can, can do save. what? Who can save everybody. Reach more than 2024. We all need to be nobodies. Hello, somebody. Amen. If we want to see the power of God, you got a question of the power of God. Look at yourself in Jesus' name. Judges 6 1 says, and against the Israelite did evil in the sight of the Lord, and what did he do? Here's your answer, Gideon. You want to know why Yahweh delivered over to the Midianites? Here's the answer. What was it? So they did evil. And that's interesting. How God put this? Did evil in the sight of the Lord? Why do you think He said it that way? He sees everything. See, see, see. Some of them thought they were sneaking up on a mountain and privately worshiping. It's only one problem. God could see them. Right. See, God sees you. Oh, what you're doing in the privacy of your own home. Oh, in your, in, in your man cave. Hello, somebody. Oh, he sees, back in the day, he sees that pornography, those magazines that, that you had hidden in the basement. Woo. And now 
nowadays he sees that pornography that's on your very phone that you have. Woo, because you don't have to sneak into back rooms anymore. That phone can be one of the most evil devices that you have, that computer. But it's really not the phone or the computer, it's what's in your heart. That's it. Amen. Hello, somebody. It's what's in your heart. So, so they were doing evil in the sight of the Lord, and everywhere is the sight of the Lord. That's what we got to remember. Because uh, uh, Christian religious folks, they, they, they think they're good. They come to church on Sunday and worship God, and oh, and they go out and live all kind of raggedy lives on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Hello, somebody. God sees all your weeks. All your hours, all your minutes, all your seconds. You got questions about God's power? You got questions about God's presence? And ain't got questions about how you living? Against the Israelites, again, the Israelites, and this says again. What does again signifies? It wasn't the first time. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. They did evil, and God, what did he do? He delivered them into the hands of Midian for seven years. For seven years. He had questions. Question about the presence of God, question about the power of God. And then he even had the audacity to have a press uh, 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 a question about his pick. <laughs> his pick, God's pick. What, what 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 did he say? Pardon me again, my Lord. This is Gideon, that same Gideon, that Gideon Bible that you that you see in uh, hotels. You open up the book, open up the top shelf most Hotels, it's a Gideon Bible in it. It's the same Gideon who replied, but how can I save Israel? And this is what he said. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And I am the least in my family. I'm, I'm the baby of the family. Ain't nobody going to listen to me. They're going to listen to Sister Archie because she's the oldest. They'll listen to Sister Etan because she's the oldest in their family. I'm the baby. Ain't nobody going to listen to me, Lord. Hello, somebody. Excuses. Mm -hmm. Excuses. Uh, uh, my clan is the weakest. My family ain't even as big as the Jones family. And I hear almost every family back in the day in West Town. I hear y'all had them packed up in the houses down here. <laughs> Everybody had a big family. <laughs> Nine, ten, eight children. Hello, somebody. Ten. Hello, somebody. Hello. But, but, but my, my claim, my, but we, ain't, we ain't that big. God ain't interested in your excuses. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Especially when he's already chose you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me say that again, because some of you ain't realized that you've been chosen. Mm -hmm. 
Well, something some, some you ain't realize. You've been, you've been chosen to lead God's people. You've been chosen. And all he wants is you to get busy for what he called you to do. For you to use your gifts, talents, and abilities in the service of the Lord right here at Bethlehem Baptist Church. He has plans. If you can sing, you need to what? Sing for the glory of God. If you can teach, you need to teach for the glory of God. If you have the gift of hospitality, then you need to be serving as an usher or in the food ministry. Hell, somebody. Hell, somebody. You've been chosen. He, he don't want to hear your excuses. You say, Lord, I'm weak. God says, yes. What did he tell Paul? And that was a thorn in his flesh. What did he tell him? My strength is made perfect in weakness. I said on the national broadcast. Now, Pastor Eton was in Dallas, Texas, pastoring a mega church. Oh, they could only give those circumstances God God and not give God to glory. But for Pastor Eton to be in 180 million households and, and 29 million on cable from the Bethlehem Baptist Church here in Paul's Valley, that ain't nothing but God. Hello, somebody. He he gets the glory because he picked me. Hello, somebody. And, and I believe that he could do oh exceedingly abundantly above anything that I ask, think, or imagine, and he can do it. Oh, wherever I step my feet, as long as I believe that I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Is there anybody here believe in the God that I serve? All right, amen. Let me ask the question. Is there anybody here believing the God that I serve? Do you believe that we can reach more in 2024? Oh, I believe that we can. All right. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Amen. Let me say it again. I believe that we can. Don't question his pick. Who he going to use? He going to use you. There you go. Amen. <laughs> He's going to use you. I love what Sunday school teacher said at Sunday school. In the same words of Isaiah. What did he say? Here I am, Lord. Send me. Send me. Yeah, Lord. We don't need numbers to have an impact. Mm. Jesus chose 12. Yeah. Hello, somebody. In this text, he chose one. In Wednesday's text, he chose one. Mm -hmm. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Hello, somebody. A hundred and thirty thousand people. Started out with one. Yes. Hello, somebody. Yes. Boy, that text is so, so, it, it, it blows my mind because I, I think they started out at 22,000. I said, oh, that's too much. <laughs> 
Praise the Lord, don't you know the man? Over 130,000, we got 20, we already outnumbered. And you're saying we, we got too many? Help somebody. We got too many? Okay, Lord. Now we got 10,000. Okay, let's do it. We, we still outnumbered almost 10 to 1. Okay, let's go at it. You still got too many. You don't hear this in, on television. Again, God ain't impressed with a crowd of people that don't believe in him. He ain't impressed with the 83% folk who say that they are Christians in America. 10,000. Still too many. 300. That's, almost been, that's always been my prayer. Lord, just give me the 300. I've always said that because I have been a part of two major mega churches. And what I've seen in those churches, oh, when we said we had 3,000, there was only 300 really doing the work. So I always say, Lord, I don't need that crowd. Just give me the 300. All right. The other church, oh, we, we said we had about 5,000. But it seemed like there was only about 400 who was doing all the work. Mm -hmm. All of everybody else just showing up on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Hell, somebody. Mm -hmm. God ain't impressed with that. Mm -hmm. He's only impressed with people who believe in what he says. And who will take him at his word. You have been chosen today. Come right. on, let me look at the time. Oh, man, I'm already over. I'm going to tell the story and I'm going to leave. Um, in Dallas, Texas, on a street called Aztec, there is a Hall of Fame for football. And in the Aztec Hall of Fame for football, it's Pastor Eton's name. I was cold-blooded back in the day. People thought I was going to make the pros. Okay? And, and I was pretty cold. Um, but puberty hit. It hit everybody else but me. <laughs> and they grow bigger and stronger. But, 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 but in those days, I would have been the number one pick when we were young. But to be the pick after that wouldn't have been a good choice, like Gideon said. <laughs> hey, Lord, I'm the weakest. I can't, I can't do nothing with them boys. My high school at that time was known to send the most numbers to South Oak Cliff Bears there. It was known to have sent more pros, more players to the pros right, than right. any high school at that time. I, I think it may be different now, but at that time we had sent more players to the pros. Mm -hmm. And I step on Nah, I don't say that. <laughs> right, right. So I was like Gideon. Hello, somebody. But God didn't choose me to play ball. All right. He chose me to preach. All right. Yes, sir. Hello, somebody. Yeah. God didn't choose you to do 
some of the other stuff that you may have dreamed of growing up. Well, go ahead. Hello, somebody. But guess what? You're still his choice. <laughs> Don't argue about his choice. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mr. Johnson, you chose to teach. Teach the word. Sister Eton chose to teach. Sunday school, teach the word. I'm always, it always messes with my mind when Sunday school comes about. This computer will act right, right. every day, every day of the week. But when it's time to do Sunday school, it be flipping out. This morning I had to uh, go in and sign in three different times in three different ways. And when I got it set up. And we try to just change the view, it closed down. All right. Uh, that, that tells me one or two things. Either we need to get a new technician. <laughs> He's like, well, that might be it. <laughs> I think so too, but I give a little than I have. <laughs> or, God, or the devil doesn't want God's teaching. There you go. This is God's teaching. Yeah, yeah. All right. See, hear my preaching. Because mm. something you can hear preaching and get nothing from it. Yeah. Well, but right. this is God's solid teaching. Yeah. This is studying the lesson all week long and coming together full and, and to hear and to get more and to learn more. This is teaching. I need to shut this down. No, no. Just all around trying to stop it. That's why he don't want you to be in Sunday school. Right, right. Amen. He don't want you to be in Wednesday Bible study and, right. and, and those solid places where teaching can happen. Yeah. Right. Hell, somebody. He, 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 he wants you to be here on Sunday morning. Uh, I was at the uh, Legacy Pharmacy and uh, trying to get my, my medicine I was supposed to get. And the lady, they said, Oh, hi, Pastor Eton. I didn't know she knew me. She said, I was in the service at Ecclesia on, uh, on, 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 on that night, the watch night. And she said, oh, Pastor Eton, nobody can hear your preaching and fall asleep. Well. And I said, well... <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> all I need to know is if I could package it, I'd put day quail, night quail out of business. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, somebody. God picked me, chose me. I just do what he said do. Give him Amen. what I can, whether I'm an expert at it or not. I just, I just right. give him everything. Give him everything. Help somebody. The devil don't want. Want that recorded? Cause when I when I play it later the night, it's not uncommon to have two hundred viewers. All right. Hello, somebody. Praise the Lord. Teaching. Teaching. 
I love it. I love it. Anyway, I'm out of time. All eyes closed, heads about Saint mm -hmm. Supreme. Father God, help us not to question your presence, but to look in our lives to see the presence of sin that is stopping us. Help us, Lord, not to question your power, but to come to our senses like David did in Psalms 10. And help us, Lord, to repent of the sin in our lives. Help us, Lord, not to question your pick. Ain't none of us perfect, Lord. And we won't be perfect until Jesus comes back again on that great getting up morning. But help us to give ourselves our all in all to you. Yes, Lord. Father God, it is a sincere desire for our church. This vision was born out of a prayer. Lord, help us to reach more in 2024. Yes, Lord. And we know, Lord, in order to do that, we've got to look at our lives. And we've got to sanctify ourselves. Right. So, Father God, I pray that you forgive us of our sins, wash us and cleanse us. And we might be in right relationship with you. And when we leave this place, we might be vessels of your grace and your mercy. And through us, Lord. Enable us to reach more in 2024. I believe today in your power, Father. Same way, believe in your power for this late first ladies and ministers' wives and widows' conference. How you led us to do it on faith, didn't have anything. Visited the site, didn't have nothing. But believe, Lord, that you were calling us to do it. And before it was all said and done, women all over, really the nation in Oklahoma was encouraged in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. Help us all to take you at your word, Lord. Maybe as a ministry, you want us to start that is not here. That you've given us a vision for. Father, help us to manifest it. Oh, because you don't have a problem with doing something new. Because you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And many times we just act like that you're the God of 1950. That you're the God of 1960. And we frown on new things, Father. But Lord, we're praying that you will send some new wine to this place. A new wine that's bubbling. Now, old wine is good. Oh, and we're not uh, abandoning the old wine, but oh, Lord, we need some new wine in this place. Oh, to bubble in Jesus' name and help us to bubble like we first got saved. When we first got saved, oh, we couldn't talk about anything else, but the Lord, folk got tired of
of us. Oh, and saw us coming and headed in the uh, opposite direction because, oh, they know that all they was going to hear about was Jesus. Oh, all they was going to hear about was the Son of God. All they was going to hear about is what happened in church on Sunday and the word that was preached. Oh, and the word that was taught in Sunday school. Lord, oh, set us afire. Set us ablaze. Use us, Lord, to reach more in 2024. In Jesus' name, I believe by faith. In Jesus' name. That you can continue to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we ask, think, or imagine for your glory that you may get whole glory in our stories. It's all about you. You chose me. You chose uh, uh, them, Father. And for you, it was a good choice. Not perfect, but willing. In Jesus' name. All eyes continually closed. Saints are praying before we leave this place. We want to make sure that everybody today here is saved. When you're saved, you become sanctified. You change. And my fear is we have some Samuels in the place. Verse 7 of Wednesday nights. Study said that at that time Samuel did not know God. His mother was a Holy Ghost filled, fiery Christian woman who manifests his birth through the power of prayer. And made a commitment to God that if you gave me this son, I'm going to give him back to you. And she literally left him at the church, the temple. He was raised by the priest. The unique thing that it said about him, he slept in the presence of the ark of the covenant in New Testament times or in our terms he slept in the church on the front row next to this table but the Bible said that he didn't know God at that time so much so when God called his voice he ran to the preacher see when you know God's voice you don't have to run to anybody. Called his voice another time and he ran to the preacher. At that time, he did not know God. He, his mama was a Christian. He grew up in the church, literally, literally. Grew up in the church, literally slept in the presence of the ark of God did not know God until the preacher told him to say yes Lord I'm listening he had to get to his yes and today you must get to your yes because you may have been or your mama may have been saved you may have believed that oh that you were raised 
in the church or know that you were raised in the church. You've been coming all this time and do not know God. You must give your life to Jesus Christ. You must say yes to him. And your yes ah, must be the beginning of transformation, a metamorphosis. See, you can't know God and stay the same. We have some so-called saints in the church and, and, and they've been the same, the same old honorary person 30 years ago. Same today. Same old lying and scheming person from 20 years till today. Nothing has changed. You may identify as the 83% in America. But if you don't know him and his voice, if you've never given your life sincerely to Jesus Christ, believe that Jesus Christ was the son of God, that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then today you can be saved. One preacher said that God don't have any grandchildren. You can't get it through your mama. Her name may be on the window. You can't get it through your daddy. His name may be on the window. You can't even get it from the preacher whose name is on the window. You must get it for yourself. Is there one today who will slip out of their seats and give their life to Jesus Christ? Slip out right now in Jesus' name. Is there one? Is there one? Always remember, to be saved, you don't have to accept Christ up in front of the church here. You can come and talk to me a little later. And then your, 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 your first profession of faith will be baptism. And baptism is the number one indicator of your obedience to God. And it's symbolic of you dying to sin and being raised to walk in newness of life. That's true Christianity. So you can talk to me later. Also, you may be here and you don't have a church home. You've been coming. We want you to be a part of the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. I said, we want you to be a part of the body of Jesus Christ right here at the Baptist, at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. You can come right now. Any other decision? Pray. Recommit your life. We're out of time, so. Would everyone please stand as I give the benediction. Father God, we pray today that today is a commissioning. You said today that you chose everyone in this place to serve you, to give their gifts, talents, and abilities that the body of Christ may be edified 
and that you may be glorified. You chose us all to go and tell a lost and dying world about a living Savior. We thank you, Father. Put your hedge of protection around us. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. And the people of God said, Amen. You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. Again, my name is Pastor Michael E. Tan. And before we leave today's program, I want to take this opportunity to let you know the greatest story ever told. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're listening, you don't ever remember a time where you've prayed that prayer of salvation, where you ask Jesus Christ to be in your heart, uh, to come into your heart, where you believe that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then today can be that time. All you have to do is pray after me or pray with me this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I come today believing that you are God's only son and God's only way to enter into a personal relationship. I believe today that Jesus is God's only son, that he was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Come into my heart, come into my life, take over my will. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. You've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. I want to see you in the service this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. We start at 11 o'clock. Bring a family member or a friend. I'm not inviting you to church. I'm telling you to come home because you've been born into the body of Christ right here. And if you are not in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma or driving distance, we're praying that you will find a church home. That's your priority right now. You have to find a church home. Holy Spirit, which was given to you when you pray that prayer, is going to lead and guide you to the right place. And in that place, after the preach, preach, I want you to go down and let them know you've prayed to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you need a church home. Again, I want to thank you for listening to A Word from the Lord. Again, visit our website at awftl with drmichaelkimberleyeton.org. Get to know our vision. And also there, you can support our ministry if God has moved this, moved in a way that you just have to give. Visit that website, AWFTL with Pastor Mike from KimberlyEton.org. We have several ways that you can give to PayPal, paypal.me backslash a word from the Lord. We have also Cash App, a dollar sign, a word from the Lord. And also, there are books that you can buy to support the ministry. This month, uh, we're adding or letting you, making available uh, John on the Run, which is a series that I am preaching on the Word from the Lord TV. So you can get that book or Secret to Your Best Life. Visit the website and support us. We want to thank you for listening today. And may God bless you and keep you is my prayer.